let's start off right off the bat debunking the lie that the spy balloon issue was an issue during Trump's first term as president. Now, if you followed my reports of the last couple of days of bringing you up to speed and up to date and up to the minute on the spy balloon fiasco, which of course is all possible because we have a president of the United States that is beholden and compromised by China. You'll recall that we had a congressman say that the only person that could have known about the spy balloons from China invading the airspace during Trump's presidency that had not yet been on the record about this was Mad Dog Mattis. Now, if you don't recall, because we have short memories sometimes, Mad Dog Mattis was the defense secretary for President Trump that destroyed and ended the ISIS caliphate. And he said something very interesting during his confirmation. <laughs> what I'm going to show you is Mad Dog Mattis's response yesterday to these this idea that spy balloons were going on during Trump. But I want to throw you back real quick because he said something very, very interesting during his Senate confirmation several years ago. When asked why his name was Mad Dog, he said, that nickname was given to me by the press. And some of you may have experienced similar occasions with the press where perhaps they didn't quite, they didn't get it quite right. Like I didn't quite get that quote right. The press doesn't get it quite right. <laughs> because they're not the press anymore, folks. They're propagandists. And all of that propaganda and the press reporting about spy balloons during Trump's time is fake news. It so happens that the Riverside Theater over in Vero Beach, Florida had their Distinguished Lecture Series. And guess who spoke yesterday? Last month, it was Secretary of State former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who also said no knowledge of this. But yesterday, retired General James Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, spoke about this subject. Let me play you the clip as caught by someone's camera phone. And you'll see, once again, that everything about Trump having spy balloons during his time is a lie. Um, you, you gotta wonder with its stupidity or left hand not telling the right hand what they're doing, why the Chinese chose that time to do it. But uh, you know, I'm gonna tell for any of you young guys in the audience, if you want to make a four-star general, fight enemy generals dumber than a bucket of rocks. Okay? <laughs> but in this case, um, I would still say it's serious, and and but I wouldn't get overly worried at all about it. But there are some questions we all, as Americans, need to answer here, I think. You know, did it really happen during the past administration? Because there doesn't seem to be anybody from the past administration who's aware of it. I'm not for the first two years of that administration. And there we have 
Mad Dog Mattis setting the record straight. We've got Joe Biden making light of this situation and laughing stupidly when asked about the Chinese and this whole entire fiasco. Biden asked, why would China make such a brazen act by flying a spy balloon across the U.S.? His response, Christina Leila over at the Gateway Pundit, calls it shocking. You be the judge. Let me show that clip to you now. Does this change your speech tomorrow night, sir, and your foreign no. policy message? Why? The Chinese Chinese. Shocking or not, this is another example of how a threat isn't taken seriously by this president because this president is not serious about China because he's beholden to them. Again, Biden was asked the spy balloon will change his State of the Union address. No. They pre-wrote it. It's pre-written. Why would the Chinese make such a brazen act? (laughs) They're the Chinese government. And I'll have to agree with Miss Layla here when she says, Biden is admitting the Chinese government is more powerful and more feared than the U.S. Now, if we had Trump in there, they would never dare fly that spy balloon across. And Christina Leila gives us a reminder that Hunter's investment firm received $1.2 billion infusion from the Bank of China, CCP controlled, and all of this was made possible because he was the, at the time, the vice president's son. And we're supposed to believe that all of this just ended magically when Biden became president? Apparently, it has not. It should be obvious that that's the case. Okay. Speaking of the State of the Union address tonight, Joe Biden posted his State of the Union notes to Twitter. His staffers must hate him. So today, this evening, on the floor of the Capitol is when Joe Biden will be delivering this address. And let's look at the notes that he posted. It's absolutely ridiculous. These are the notes he posted. Let's uh, let's get it closer so we can see it. Mr. Speaker... Madam Vice President, our First Lady and Second Gentlemen, members of Congress and the Cabinet, leaders of our military, Mr. Chief Justice and Associate Justices of the Supreme Court, my fellow Americans, pause. Yes, pause. Now, let's not be too brutal here. Joe Biden isn't and never was the sharpest shed in the tool. Yes, folks, there was irony in me saying it wrong. When it comes to these types of speeches, they do have these things on the teleprompter. But it's stupid to post it because you are going to get roasted. Brandon Straka, 
This is uh, on Twitter, a place that I am still not welcome back on. Start a new account, James. Come on, BCP, start a new account. Try twice, both times taken down. I could start a Twitter with like another name that's not BCP, but then how would you know it's me? The point is to be back in my persona. My persona is blocked from Twitter. But Brandon Straka is not. And I, look, I do like Brandon. He said, was this speech delivered to you from the balloon? Make sure you don't read the word inside the brackets, Mr. President. Of course, you're using a folio made in China. <laughs> oh, man. Pause. Laugh out loud. No one takes you seriously. And then, why doesn't it have instructions for you to breathe and blink? Now, we have seen notes before from Joe Biden that says things like speak naturally, act naturally. You know, things that uh, people who are smart or not sociopaths do not need to be told. Representative Barry Moore does not expect much from this upcoming State of the Union speech when it comes to China. During an interview, the Alabama Republican lawmaker predicted Biden would try to sound tough on China, but suggested that it would be a hollow gesture. Quote, There's just one crisis after another. I tell everybody with this administration, it's just one crisis after another. The Chinese spy balloon is just another crisis that we respond miserably to. And I expect them to try to spin it and maybe even try to sound tough on China tomorrow night. But I think the ties of this administration to China, again, again, weakens our country and it puts us in a terrible position. I think the Chinese... No, maybe they can push Biden because they have so much information on him and his son and their dealings that they just want to put him in a bad spot and continue to show they, in fact, control this administration. They control this administration more than maybe we would like for sure. Well, Biden is, according to reports, going to talk about bringing back the economy from the pandemic during the State of the Union address. Since I will be giving coverage of it later this evening then or early tomorrow, then we'll skip all of the things that they are saying are going to be in it. Not that we're too interested in what Joe Biden has to say. So I will go through the chore of watching it for you and bringing you the highlights. Uh, but anything he says about the economy as we've broken down in this on this show is a lie. Is a lie. Okay, folks, this is uh, interesting. Not only do they fail in securing the airspace above us, looks like there's been breaches by intruders at Joint Base Andrews twice now. Isn't this interesting? An intruder has breached Joint Base Andrews, home to Air Force One, for the second time in two years, resulting in gunfire in the base. The intruder was apprehended in the base's housing area. This occurred yesterday and was acknowledged by the uh, Joint Base Andrews Twitter account last night. A resident discharged a firearm. Security forces arrived on the scene to apprehend the intruder and law enforcement is investigating the incident. No injuries or property damage were reported. Now, in addition to Air Force One, Joint Base Andrews houses Marine One and the Doomsday 747 aircraft intended as the nation's airborne nuclear command and control centers. 
Now, one thing I've always been a little bit interested in is if there's a nuclear bomb and they send out the doomsday plane and then they send the they set off another nuclear bomb doesn't it have an emp effect and wouldn't that just down the plane i don't know someone who knows more about this put it down below okay now if you recall back in february of last year hmm two years ago exactly well maybe not to the date a man was able to get through the military checkpoint and get in there everything's a joke with these people uh even security Okay, folks, let's get into Elon Musk yesterday being very bold in calling out the GEC, a very secretive deep state agency, and then responding to, I don't know, threats on his life or that his life being in danger because he's shedding light on this. The worst offender in the U.S. government censorship and media manipulation is an obscure agency called the GEC. Now, I call this deep state because they are deep part of the State Department. If you're not familiar with them, you go over to the State Department and they have this global uh, engagement center and you can see their mission and their vision to direct, lead, synchronize, integrate, and coordinate U.S. federal government efforts to recognize, understand, expose, and counter foreign state and non-state propaganda and disinformation aimed disinformation efforts aimed at undermining or influencing the policies, security, or stability of the United States, its allies, and partner nations. Okay, to be data-driven body leading U.S. interagency efforts in proactively addressing forward, foreign adversaries' attempts to undermine U.S. interests using disinformation and propaganda. Oh, you mean the same disinformation that the U.S. intelligence folks, 52 or 51 folks said, Oh, that Hunter laptop, that's Russian disinformation. You mean that kind of stuff? You mean the kind of things that Matt uh, to be showed on his uh, substack about the Russian disinformation having to do with the virus? Elon Musk said, that is the line they fed the media about me. Read this thread for more details. Okay, and it talks about that Back uh, three years ago in 2020, as the virus was breaking out, the Global Engagement Center, this analytic intelligence arm of the State Department, went to the media with a report called Russian Disinformation Apparatus Taking Advantage of Virus Concerns. So once again, it's the Ministry of Truth, for those that haven't read 1984 by George Orwell, Ministry of Truth, which was oxymoronic as they were lying and propagandizing the people in that novel. And that is what we're living uh, today, a very Orwellian existence. Elon Musk replies to this tweet by Kenosha Substack, DHS, uh, CISA, and State Department should not be involved in censoring American citizens. Elon Musk says, and it would be illegal. And then this is where someone comments, please stay safe, Elon, dangerously close to Jeffrey Epping yourself, I'm afraid. And Elon Musk says, everybody dies someday. We are all mortal 
And when we fight these enemies, we must realize that, yes, our life, lives may be in danger. Now, if you're a longtime subscriber or, or BCP family member, then you'll know, or you may recall, I shouldn't say you know, you may recall, because I put out, on average, two episodes a day, and there's no way that everyone watches every single episode I've made. But I've talked several times how I've had very, uh, in my previous home, when I lived in California before I moved uh, to Utah, I had a uh, a very strange, big black fellow, ex-military, let me know that he was watching me. Total random conversation I'm having outside of my uh, of my home. I'm on my driveway, and this guy is kind of watching me. So I struck up a conversation. You know, you need to know the people in front of your home. It was it was you know daylight wasn't nighttime, fairly safe. Um, and the gentleman just let me know that. Just keep an eye on me. I don't know what that meant. Wasn't necessarily threatening, but he knew the coming and goings of my family, of my daughters, who a little bit after that were targeted on social media. So, you know, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that if they have a scope on anyone, it definitely would be Elon Musk for calling out the deep state. Everybody does die someday. That is a truism. Folks, the Ku Klux Klan is alive and well in the state of Washington. Here is a 2007 article. There's a method of my madness. Hold on a second. The Ku Klux Klan in Washington State. Okay, this is at the University of Washington. Now, folks, why am I bringing this up? Because in the state of the Washington, the state of Washington, they're bringing back Ku Klux Klan ideology in public schools. What is one of the ideology of the Ku Klux Klan, the enforcement arm of the Democrat Party? Segregation. Here we go. Libs of TikTok. Principals in elementary school in Olympia Schools, Washington, created a safe space, race-based club, which meets during school. The club is only for BIPOC students and excludes white students. Okay. I forgot exactly what BIPOC stands for, but it's like people of color, uh, indigenous, black indigenous people and people of color, I think is what it stands for. I guess I'm not very woke for, for folks. I'm not very woke. This was sent by a principal at Centennial Elementary School. Good morning. Many of our elementary schools and all of our secondary schools have a group similar to this. We have a fifth grade BIPOC student group that meets weekly during their lunchtime. Our fourth grade BIPOC group is in the early planning stages and will meet twice a month. At this time, this group is limited to students who identify as black, indigenous, people of color. For, th for these students, this space allows them to hang out, check in, and possibly talk about their experience as a student in the minority as they build community, connections, and confidence. It is primarily a safe space for them. We're exploring our possibility and interest in adding a student ally club as a few students are interested. Okay, folks, so many things wrong with this that I could put a whole episode on this, but I'm not going to. Let me just point out a few things here. White students are not allowed. Once again, racism is racism. Flip it. A white-only student so they can feel safe from black and Latino and indigenous people of color. What kind of outrage would that cause? 
It would, and rightfully so. And then, these are fourth and fifth graders. How are you going to make connections and confidence when you're telling children they're victims and treating them as such? Now, there's some legal issues with this because, um, as Mark Lamb, a Seattle-based attorney, said, this is something that's being put on by this faculty and staff. This is not a student-led organization. And one of the parents said, my son came home and said they came into the classes and they were promoting this and talked it up to the students. But then he found out that since he was white, he wasn't able to participate. They have their friends and they want to just play at lunch. And a fourth or fifth grader can't understand why they just can't play with their, fr with their friends. I feel like it's promoting segregation in our schools and we moved away from that. Yes, we moved away from that. But the Democrats and the true racists, which are generally the, the most racist people, and I can tell you this, I learned this as a freshman at UC Berkeley at the age of 18. The most racist people in America are white liberals and black liberals. And here's case in point. Still, the Biden administration is trying to sow seeds of, of division. They're distributing these black resistance flyers to border agents. That's right. To law enforcement, they are distributing black resistance flyers for Black History Month. Oh, not about great things like Frederick Douglass or Martin Luther King Jr., or any, or any of the black historians or black historical figures that were about peace, harmony, and integration. Maybe they should be promoting, I don't know, the Tuskegee Airmen would be something historic and good to promote to law enforcement and the military if you want to do anything for Black History Month. But no, they want to commemorate Black History Month celebrating Black Lives Matter. The Biden administration distributed black resistance flyers to U.S. Border Patrol agents that celebrated Black Lives Matter movement and anti-American activist Colin Kaepernick, causing a stir among officers who criticized the agency's promotion of groups that hate law enforcement. They circulated a poster that features the words Black Power, Black Lives Matter, and Abolitionist, as well as watermarked images of Maxine Waters and Kaepernick. There you can see it there. You can see what's in the watermarks. <sighs> they should be protecting our border, but they're not. And things are so bad now that New York City is taking their New York City residents' taxpayers' money and shipping them off to Canada. That's all I've got to say about that. No one's doing their job. Now, these Border Patrol agents want to do their job, but no, they are being indoctrinated with wokeism and they become a big welcoming party. And you wonder why Texas is busing them to New York and now New York is busing them to, to uh, Canada. Yet New York City is still saying it's wrong for Texas to bus illegal immigrants to New York as they bus them along. Kind of like the Martha Vineyard thing, you can see the actual hypocrisy of both white and black liberals, including when it comes, let's bring this full circle with my last story here. Walls don't work. Stop building walls 
as we have walls going up around the Capitol ahead of today's State of the Union address. Even though Democrats wail and whine that walls are ineffective. Is that why we are paying for a wall around Joe Biden's home in Delaware? All right, folks, check back in. We'll have updates for you later today. And please don't forget to check out our other show, The BCP Report. Link is down below our other YouTube channel. And our off-platform show over at bcpextras.com, therealbcp.com. And our spot, our, our podcast, which is available on Spotify. Just go to bcppodcast.com and you'll be able to see all of the places that you can watch and listen to not just our podcast, my podcast, but also you can watch and listen to this show on Spotify if you don't want to watch it here on YouTube. All the information is down below in the several different links. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless.